0: And we are back with another episode of the Simply Spoken Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome to my returning listeners. I love you guys. Thank you so much. So this is a continuation of the last episode. And it's a continuation of my healing process. So if you haven't had a listen yet, I highly suggest going back to that episode it's the prior one to this and pardon my you know a little emotional tirade but I truly believe that sharing my experience sharing my story hopefully will help you guys if you're going through a rough patch right now whether it's about loss whether it's about a relationship that you lost or a loved one that you lost or you're just going through a rough time right now these few episodes are going to be like a mini series in a sense just talking about my healing process and honestly I don't know if you guys could tell but it has been around a month and a half and you know I'm actually shocked with how I am and for a while I was like oh my god you are literally fast-tracking your coping and fast-tracking your emotions, and I don't think that's healthy, but, you know, I I don't know if I said in the last episode, I probably did, but I finally started going to therapy after my whole breakup situation. I decided I wanted to seek some help, especially since it's hard. I am in a doctorate program right now, and Processing emotions is not really my priority so I had to force it to be a priority. So I I scheduled appointments and it has been amazing and I've been a firm opponent of getting therapy and now I'm kind of like, okay, this is nice. This is nice to be able to have set aside time and I've been journaling again. I've been writing down my random thoughts, writing down my feelings. And for a while, I thought it was really stupid. But, you know, you never know until you need it. And so you guys are probably wondering, like, how did I go from whatever last episode was? You know, I was definitely very, very open, very emotional with what I was going through. And now, honestly, I could tell you that it has gotten easier. And I'm not saying that to just, like, put up a front. I'm, I'm really not. And I think that's what people's, most people's concerns were with that. I'm putting up this front because I don't want to deal with the pain. But I can tell you, I'm, I'm feeling the pain every single day. Today, it's just a good day. Honestly, like, I mean, I'm literally studying for an exam tomorrow, so I don't know if I would call that a good day, but the last month and a half, it has been a definite roller coaster, up and down emotions where each day I really thought to myself, am I going to make it through without breaking down, without like having to run to the bathroom, without having to take a deep breath? And it finally happened for me. I don't know when, but it did. And when I finally realized it, I actually was like, there's no way. And obviously, this will vary from person to person. I think, sadly, I have just gone through too much of this in my life where I am kind of used to it so I've developed some sort of tolerance some sort of immunity against all of this loss in a sense and which is why I say it's going to vary from person to person but again I hope that as I'm speaking right now I hope you guys can hear that it does get better it will get easier in a sense and maybe you'll be like me and you'll finally forgive you'll forgive the other person but most importantly you'll forgive yourself i think that was something that i really needed to work on was that i didn't want to feel all these emotions because i was like oh my god i have school to worry about i have meetings i have extracurriculars i have you know things i want to do and i don't want my emotions to get in the way of it because i have goals and dreams and that's fine I accepted that. I said to myself, you know, I do have these goals and dreams, but I need to be present in this moment right now. And midway through all of this, I was really struggling because I was like, it's a little bit lonely. But then again, I came from a long distance relationship, so I have always been alone. Like, it wasn't a matter of me not being able to settle being by myself I I am very very when I say very I mean very very self-sufficient very independent to the point where I think during my relationship I kind of got frustrated because I always had to wait on other people I had to wait on that other person and it kind of frustrated me because there were so many things I wanted to do and I don't know if that makes me selfish I think you know when I talk to my therapist about it They were like, it's normal. And that's something that you should be proud of, that you're so secure with yourself, which is something that takes a long time for people to reach. And I think maybe that was some sort of layer of protection for me going through this whole process of healing. And I'm blessed for it. I really am because I can't imagine what it would be like it was already bad but i can't imagine how much worse it would be if i didn't already know how to spend time with myself there were so many ways like i mean obviously i spent time with myself i I took myself out on little dates to get coffee i took myself out to museums because i'm in philadelphia so there's so many museums i spent time with friends um during the loss of my relationship a few days later i had to suddenly move apartments and it would happen in the same week it literally happened in the same week and i was i literally prayed and i said i don't know how much more i can deal with all this i don't know how much more i can hold on but as i recall back to a few weeks ago and i look to myself now i'm like you got through it You really got through it. And it's not because you didn't have a choice. You had a choice. You could have chosen to, you know, just settle and just wallow in your misery. Or you could have acted on that pain and accepted your circumstances and adapted to it, which is what I did. I accepted that things were happening to me. So I had to change my behavior. I had to change my outlook. And I had to say to myself, what can I do? to make it a little bit better for me. Because I can't change the situation, but maybe I could make it a little bit more adjustable for myself. And it's still a learning process for me every single day where I'm like, okay, this happened. This person said this. How can I control my reaction? How can I adjust my behavior to this situation? And honestly, if you're like me and... You're, you have such a type A personality where you need to have, like, control in certain situations. It's going to be really tough. In the beginning, it was really hard for me to just accept that things are changing and that I have to adapt. But I've grown to like it in a sense where I kind of see it as a challenge. And I'm also picking my battles more and more each day. Picking which ones are worth my time, which ones aren't. and you know i'm having fun at the same time i think if you were to ask myself six months ago if i would have ever thought i would be in this situation now she wouldn't have believed you i think sometimes when we're in a relationship or we're in a situation where we truly believe that we are loved and that we're cared for i think it's just a mirage is that the word yeah i feel like that's a word it's It's a mirage, or it's a facade, and it's hiding something underneath. Ooh, that was a train. But I think that was the case for me. I was in survival mode for a while, and now it's like I'm kind of free. I can breathe. A burden is lifted off of me. And at first I felt so bad for saying and thinking this, but it's the truth. I I literally feel so free. And there are so many things that I can do without feeling guilty or without being embarrassed for being myself. And besides therapy, I don't know if you guys feel this way too, but TikTok has been my therapy also. It's like a supplement And honestly, sometimes they have better advice than my actual therapist, but it's just nice to see that you're not the only one going through it alone. And there was a video that I saw, and it was really impactful. I didn't understand it at first, because I guess I wasn't in the mindset yet to appreciate the words displayed on the screen, but it was something along the lines of, you know you never had high standards. Those were always your set standards, but you just kept lowering it and lowering it for other people to adjust for them. And I kind of saw that in a sense where I was like, okay, well, maybe people, they just need more time, they need more space to be able to reach that certain level, so why not lower the threshold for them and help them out a little bit? But... You're self-sabotaging yourself by doing that. For four and a half years, I was self-sabotaging myself without even realizing it. And I, I really hate to say it because by saying that, it was as if I didn't appreciate those four and a half years, but I did. I really did. It helped me grow as a person I learned so many things from that relationship and that I hope to carry on well not the same patterns not the same habits but the new lessons that I've learned from this past relationship I hope that I'm able to implement it in my next relationship and I'd be lying if I said that I'm not scared I'd be lying if I said I'm not completely numb because even though I sound really like energized and everything right now, I am definitely numb in a sense where I'm so keen on being by myself that the idea of letting someone back in into my space and overstepping my boundaries, and I need to set those boundaries now. I really do. The idea of that gets me a little bit anxious. But again, it goes to self-sabotage. I think people who self-sabotage, they only do it because they at least know the outcome. They expect the outcome that's going to come with it. And again, I think it comes from that sense of control, that type A personality maybe, or just that sort of anxious avoidance attachment. I don't know if that's the word, but it definitely comes from that. And that's something I have to work on too. I don't know if I'm ever going to quickly recover from this, and I don't think I want to. I think I just want to feel every single emotion. I want to feel every single ache and pain and everything in between, just so that I'm aware, just so that I'm conscious of what's going on in my head and my heart, because if I keep fast-tracking, I'm not going to know what's going on. It's all just going to be a blur to me. So I tried going back into like the dating scene. And again, oh dear. I I am just reminded of how happy I am being alone. But at the same time, I know that I need to not do that because... You know, life is too short. You need to have new experiences. You need to meet new people. No matter how uncomfortable it is, be safe about it. But you should do it. Meet new people. You know, take that risk. I think the biggest risk that I took recently was I... Oh, God, I really hope he doesn't listen to this. But I randomly messaged this guy that I thought was cute. And he was in a separate healthcare program and... I really thought to myself, I was like, if you told me that I was going to do this right now, I wouldn't have believed you because I am the person with the least amount of guts when it comes to initiating conversations like that. And it was just hilarious to me because I was like, as I was typing... I was setting up messages and sending it to my guy friends. I was like, can you please edit this? And it was so funny because usually I'm the one editing things for people. But I was literally begging them to edit and they were like, cut this down, add this, cut this. And so when I finally did send that message, I was like cringing. I was like, I'm going to vomit. I'm really going to vomit. But I'm proud of myself for doing it. Because the five years ago person that I was before, she probably wouldn't have sent it. And I think it's the adrenaline, it's that confidence that I have now. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. But, yeah, that guy and I have had a conversation. I don't know. Who knows? Life is, life is funny like that, right? But, guys, it, it's gonna be a journey. It really is gonna be a journey, and... There's so many things that I want to do in this life, and I could create a Google document for all the things, a five, ten year plan that I would want, but it wouldn't be worth it, because that's not how life works, unfortunately. God already has his own blueprint for us. He already knows what's going to happen tomorrow for us. He he already knows what's going to happen 10 years from now for us. And it's not under our jurisdiction to alter any of that. Maybe you think it is based on the choices that you choose to make each day, but those choices also are already predetermined in the sense. And I mean, there could be conflicting opinions about that statement, but... I truly do believe that we have our life out of our hands, to a certain extent, obviously. Life is literally just about taking risks. I am probably, I hate to toot my own horn, but I'm probably one of the best examples of people who take risks. I am the first person in my family to be pursuing surgery, to be pursuing a field that is predominantly full of men. The number of women of color is very low. And I am the first person in my family to have a podcast. I am the first person in my family to have the guts to go on mission trips by myself. And I'm blessed to be able to do that. But that's my point. You need to be able to step out of your comfort zone, no matter how painful it is, no matter how damaged you think you are. You just need to take that tiny tiptoe. And that's what each day has been like for me, taking tiny steps here and there. And it's honestly blessed me. In so many different ways. Because I chose to not let one or two or three people have power over the trajectory of my life. I didn't want to give it to them. They don't deserve it. And you shouldn't let people like that. The haters. The naysayers. You shouldn't. Especially if they have no idea about who you truly are. You shouldn't let them. They have no right to. The more and more, oh my god, the more and more, I don't even know what I'm saying. The more I think about where I want to be in the next few years, the more I realize that there is less that I want. I don't necessarily want all the money in the world. I don't necessarily want to live in a big house. I don't want to buy... You know, a Birkin bag. I mean, the Birkin bag is still up there, trust me. But all I want is more time spent with family. Spent with my grandmothers. Spent with my dogs as they're getting older. Spent with my niece. Spent with so many people. Because you never get that back. You don't get to replace that time. You can replace a new house. You can replace... Bag, you can buy those things, but you can't buy back time, and I think that's one of the most priceless and expensive things out there time because there's no currency for it, it's either you take it or you leave it. And you know, while I do value my career and the future goals that I have, I also co- have come to realize that I'm not here living to work. I'm here because, you know, this path is just weird. Like, you know, I'm in medical school. Like, it's just weird that my path towards a career is a little bit more convoluted than others. But I'll be damned if I don't get to enjoy it. You know, I, I'm i learning like 100 plus ligaments for the foot. And I'm thinking to myself, I signed up for this. It was a choice that I made, but, you know, God probably had this on his blueprint. I could have been anywhere else in the world, but I'm here, studying to take care of other people's mobility and foot health, and I'm grateful for it. So with that, guys, that is the end of this episode. I am not going to talk anymore because I should probably get back to studying. But I just want to remind you guys that you are absolutely perfectly made in the eyes of God. Whether or not you're religious, I truly believe that you're perfectly made. I believe that we are all here on earth with a certain purpose. Whether that means curing cancer. Or helping an elderly person walk across the street. Those are two great things. It doesn't have to be big, but you have a purpose, whether or not you have realized it. And I'm just lucky because there are people in my life who have left. But that has allowed me to heighten my awareness for the people who have chosen to stay and love me unconditionally. So just remember that, guys. No matter how many people leave you in life, look around you and see how many people stayed. And with that, that's the end of this episode officially, guys. If you're interested in learning more or listening and following, follow at the Spoken on Instagram. I try to reply as quick as possible, and I can't wait until next episode. Take care, guys.